Y. R. P. In position. It's showtime, girls. And it's me, Patrick. And I am the personification of the dream you have after you play Long Nights of Dance Dance Revolution with all the falling arrows. Jason. Welcome to RB Gamer Episode 4, a podcast about guilty pleasure games. Uh, yeah, so gamers, welcome to our episode on Guilty Pleasure Games. Yeah, I'm excited for this episode. I play so many games that no one has ever heard of, and now I get to explain why I play them. So that, are, yeah, I would say li- literally <laughs> that's like 90% of your collection. And I don't even mean yeah. like the 12,000 games that you own. I mean like just what you actually play. It's only a casual 3,554 right now, but... You know, like let's let's just let's not let's not even go there. <laughs> okay, Jason, explain to our listeners what a guilty pleasure game is. Okay, so don't don't get the wrong idea from Patrick's horrible explanation. They're not bad games, but I feel like a guilty pleasure game is one that might not fly by as like a mainstream big hit, or it might be something that has maybe one major gimmick that goes through like the entire game that you're just like, yep that's exactly what i want to do like this this is this is how i want to play my game for the next two hours and just get a lot of uh i don't know not as great substance and quality (laughs) that you might get from another game (laughs) yeah but you you still personally really enjoy it yeah i think they're kind of like one trick pony games for sure Ah, yeah yeah um Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of a big way to talk about what they are but also i just think on the surface level you think of guilty pleasure anything it definitely still fits that niche of being too yeah. afraid to share to the general population that you play it as well. Yeah. So it's, I think it's like, I mean, like, both. like, like junk food or saucy romance novels, like any, every mm-hmm. genre or category in your life has these things. Junk food's not a guilty pleasure. That's just a pleasure. There's no, okay, it's just there's, a pleasure. No, yeah. there's no guilt <laughs> to some, to some people. There is no guilt. So knowing that you eat your junk food and don't feel any shame at all. Have you ever felt kind of ashamed for playing any type of game? Yes, uh, completely. <laughs> Period. End, yeah, end the, <laughs> the end. Um, when we did our episode on coming out as a gamer, I talked a lot about being like picked on and stuff like that at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And my interests were just kind of different, even though like now they're super socially acceptable. So okay. growing up, RPGs were my guilty pleasure because they're the games that I actually was kind of made fun of for playing. Um, yeah, even, like it. amongst everyone, like my brother, my cousin, um, of the kids at school, it just wasn't something that was played. So I think back in the day, that was one of those things that really set you apart from people was being a nerd and being a nerd now is so much more acceptable because, you know, yeah. like, everyone plays games now but back then if it wasn't like halo or smash bros or sports games uh you like were just kind of ostracized for it how about you yeah com- completely agree uh, a couple of months back we actually wrote on the rp gamer instagram about the anniversary for chrono trigger being like what 27 years or something like that Jeez. yeah fuck. but yeah exactly and i think that 
it, it made me think when I was writing it, like, you know, this is so strange to be writing about this game and how popular it is and, and how much people love it. But I, it just it wasn't like that 27 years ago. And I think it's exactly what you said. Just the tastes changed. So what you would enjoy back then, you know, is, is so much more acceptable now. And I'm sure there's some reverses like, you know, it's not as acceptable now to, I don't know, just play sports games. I don't fucking know. Um, but have I ever been ashamed of playing like an RPG? Not really. I, I always thought I'm in the same boat as you growing up that that's what I really liked. I think once we got our SNES, I want to say, and um, we rented. Um, yeah. Now, for those rent- of you who don't know what renting is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we rented um, A Link to the Past. And I just remember thinking this is so fun and that's such a cool game. It's not even really an RPG in a sense. Definitely not. But it, it, it turned me on to that sort of like, playing a character sort of idea and then we eventually got uh final fantasy 2 which was 4 uh and that was that was pretty game changing and it, it just felt so neat to have a, a different type of game not a fighting game not a action platformer the, the normalness at the time and I, I felt so cool but like no one knew about it so it was just so such a weird thing and then i would have to read nintendo powers and game pros and, and just find out like oh that looks like a cool game and most of the time it was probably hot garbage, but like it, it was still what I really liked to, to play. And I felt kind of special knowing that I was in a more secluded group that liked these types of games because I got a lot of enjoyment from them. It's weird to think that just I mean, it's not even just RPGs, it's just certain games in general. Like actually in that same episode of like coming out as a gamer, I talked about my one friend, um, Rob who I used to play games with, who's probably like one of the few people back then who was kind of into the things that I was in. And then he moved Mm. away. I actually found him on Facebook after like 10 years of searching uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, no, it was, well, I mean, you, I'm not going to say his full name, but I mean, like you have a name like (laughs) Robert and then like, it's not Smith, but like just say Smith. It's just like you get millions of hits, but regardless, um, one other game that we played together uh, was uh, Clay Fighters uh, 63. I love that game. And a third. And it just like, that wasn't a game that we could talk about with other people that we played because there was just such a stigma behind the types of games. We... It's not a real fighting game. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a, exactly. It's not like when mm-hmm. you stack it up to something like at the time, it was just Street Fighter or mostly Mortal Kombat. Like that's what everyone was playing. So, yeah, there's always a big fear uh being different or noticed for the wrong reasons and for that reason like we hide these games that we like to play like you should be proud of what you like and again i just think it is so it's i wouldn't say it's like normalized now but you know there is a level of acceptance or you will find your group whether that's in person or virtually but like you know not everybody does have that opportunity and like we i feel like we definitely didn't have it but do you, I mean, like, do you still feel like there's a stigma? I do feel like there's still a stigma and I, I feel it even today. And it's almost like micro stigmas. I feel like uh, there's this weird feeling for especially competitive games that you need to like fall into a meta and play it the right way when you should just play the game the way that you want to play it. Uh, you might not see this too, too often, Patrick, but I mean, in a lot of the like fighting games or like Overwatch, big games where you have like a competitive scene. It, it tends to lean towards like, why are you playing this character? Or why did you go down this path? When it, it just play the game to have fun, man, like just display it to have fun. And I think that's that sort of mentality can go back to guilty pleasure games where people might be like, hey, why are you playing Clay Fighter? 
mofo i'm playing it because i like it it, it makes me it makes me happy so like i might also like street fighter and tekken but like sometimes i just want to be you know bad mr frosty and like sometimes i just want to have fun that way and i think that's why video games are wonderful because they let you escape in however you want to escape and if anyone tells you otherwise that you're not playing the game right or playing poorly they're just being mean yeah pe- people people suck people suck in general like all the yeah groups and forums i'm in i i I will always encourage people to try a game on a harder difficulty just to um, challenge themselves or grow from the experience and whatnot. But I'm not ever going to shame someone for the games that they play or if they do decide to play, you know, on an easier difficulty because at the end of the day, like it is their choice. And like you said, there's no it's not like it's a wrong way. Yeah, I mean, if you're enjoying the game, like, who cares? <laughs> like, I'm happy that you're having fun. Uh, so you talked about how you think that, like, a one-trick pony element to a Guilty Pleasure game is, like, one of the main mm-hmm. parts of its identity. Are there other mm-hmm. things that, like, have to appear for a game to be considered, like, a Guilty Pleasure I feel like if if a company or developer is making a game that they know full well is going to be like super specific and probably fall into like someone's guilty pleasure game, it's it's probably going to be a little bit of like campiness, like it's probably going to be there. So, yeah, one one trick pony for sure, but also like a a weird quirk or mechanic. Um, So I feel like we can name drop some examples. Oh, for Uh, sure. Like when when you talk about (laughs) that, like any game that is not an RPG that includes RPG elements, like two that Mm. come to mind completely, like right off the bat. Um, They're both actually Game Boy games. One was Legend of the River King and the other fishing one. Yeah. The other one was, Mm -hmm. um, was it just Mario golf? Like what was the one that was Uh, on the Game Boy color? It was made by Camelot yeah i can't i think it was just mario golf yeah and and like it was golfing but like you leveled up it was it was rpg (laughs) golf and rpg fishing like those i i love those games and like i would not admit to the world at the time you know when i was playing Mm -hmm. them like here's me playing this fishing game here's me playing this golfing game uh because those aren't things that i yeah particularly care for outside in real life but um you know you add that little you know, like one trick to it where all of a sudden it's like, this is more exciting because I, I had played another um, fishing game before, before that it was like a really old game on mm-hmm. Nintendo. I think it was called like blue hair and blue Marlin or something like that. And oh, yeah. you just like go around and you fish and like, it wasn't really that exciting, but all of a sudden like, Oh, this is a fishing adventure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got, exactly. Got to reel them all like, in, you know, got to catch the legendary fish. Seriously. So um, yeah, I think, I think that's a big, I think that truly is a big component and it is built with intention. Like you said, like, yeah, it's, with, yeah, it's, it's almost like when developers decide to get adventurous and it, it can be a little bit more exciting, but it also can be a huge risk. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think some ones that stand out to me, um, I, I always really liked the earth defense force series. And I think it, I think it started from a, a happy memory of playing with my, why brother, those but... games suck exactly and you know what some of them kind of do but like it's still fun and it's like the the core premise of just killing gigantic bugs can be really really fun and there's a reason why the game is still around 20 years from now but like 
you know you don't see legend of the river king anymore like the the games kind of still have a mass appeal when they when they're done right and yeah they're not they're not good you know in any like sense of the word they're not going to win awards but they're still like a good time and i think that's that's an, an amazing feature well, uh, i think they kind of also, i was gonna say i think uh, those kind of spur into other things though because like uh, Legend of the River King, you know, though we don't see a fishing RPG, I feel like some mm-hmm. of these um, elements from these games evolve into better things. Like we see better fishing in games like um, uh, Story of Seasons or yeah. Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. So I think like the reason we don't see specific games like that is because we're seeing how it evolves. I know the whole like, yeah. isn't there a full sports game that's like sports RPG, and it's in the same kind of style as um, the Mario Golf? It's like an indie game. I can't think of the name, but I've I've seen it, and it's like it's kind of tennis, but it's kind of this and it's kind of that, and it's like it's just a bunch of sports games, and it's it's definitely like Game Boy slash Super Nintendo s graphics. Um, oh nice but it, but i mean again a, it's one of those games i'll, I'll find it for you um, yeah yeah I'm, I'm interested it's it's just th- weird that you have this like evolution of this like super niche you know but that's yeah, yeah. what people kind of love now it's you know they let their interests <laughs> go and you know they really enjoy these things if we're talking about fun golf games did you play golf story on switch uh, I did not, but I I know it's just the same thing, right? It. It's like the same thing. Another guilty pleasure. Look at that. Um, I I do also want to point out that uh, guilty pleasure games aren't always like uh, at least to me they're not just a, a one trick pony or like a game that's just okay. They they could be solidly good games that just aren't like super duper well known or they're not really big with huge groups. And like I mentioned before with the intro, I played a lot of DDR. And I, I don't know if I would classify this as a guilty pleasure game in that it's bad. I just think it's a guilty pleasure game in that I have a lot of enjoyment from playing it. And a lot of people probably don't. So I think that like it, it's it's difficult. Maybe the barrier of entry is higher because you physically have to move and quotation marks dance to like enjoy the game. But I love it. And I, I think it, it I, I like a lot of rhythm games. And I think it really just scratches that itch that I have. And, and it's it's wonderful. And the fact that there's like freaking 50 games makes me play whenever I want to play it. There's so many different options and I think it's it's great. Yeah, I, I think you kind of hit it in that like whole niche group. Like I think anything that is kind of a niche has that because I'm trying to think of games, you know, I'm not really into rhythm games, but you know, I am into card games. So like Pokemon and Magic TCG, whether we're talking mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. the, you know, the actual physical card games or the, um, yeah. you know, the, the virtual ones, the virtual ones that they created. It's the same kind of thing where, you know, I might not be readily identifying by playing these games, but like a lot of people don't just like jump on this because it's, it isn't for everyone. Not everybody can be into deck building and that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you actually kind of uh, you kind of sniped my last point here because I, I wanted to also say that I think that guilty pleasure games tend to combine very odd genres. And I, I think that you're, you're taking something that's like already kind of niche and then getting another one that also is that and putting them together. So you're even more specific. And I think it, that, that's that's also really big to my appeal. So you mentioned uh, card games for sure. That's I, I'm a sucker for all card games and deck builders. I also love any any game that's like a, a crossover pinball game. It's like, I mean, oh yeah, Sonic Pinball, Super Mario Land, Pinball of the Dead, like all these really weird ones that have no no right being pinball games. 
but they're so fun and none of them are good but they're like really, uh, I, really I like sonic spinball like that game's actually i i think it's okay okay watch what you're gonna say next and really think about the game but it's okay but like inter is it gonna win awards no will people remember it probably did i enjoy it hell yes so like it, that's just the beauty of video games yeah i think kind of mixing genres uh makes sense too or mm. uh if they take something kind of like a a mainstream game and uh change it up like i think of a game that i sunk probably 400 hours in was terraria um oh well, i never played it that much oh yeah, yeah. I, I like i never actually played minecraft i played terraria because i, terraria, I felt yeah. like you know it dude that game's still around <laughs> yeah well i think it, it has gone through its its final lapse of updates before ah. like uh, it, yeah same thing with stardew valley where They've moved on mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. new projects, which is totally okay because they've spent. I mean, it's been like ten years. Yeah, and I mean, like you pay for the game once, and they keep on adding yeah. content so that for free, you know, you don't have to pay mm-hmm. for the extra stuff. Um, so that I think that's really great. But uh, I think that's one of those things that's really great about um what you were saying of the mixing of genres because here we have a building sim, but it's also kind of an RPG, you know. But it's mm-hmm. it's it's a but it's also a multiplayer game but it's also kind of an adventure game. So there's just a lot mixing in that just makes it fun. And Terraria yeah. is 100% not a bad game. Like it's a it's really, really, really good. Yeah. So to get back to the, the question at hand, like common criteria for them, I, I feel like it's hard to really say. Like, I don't think there's a definitive, like God of War is an action RPG. Let's just call it action game. But like, you know, how do you define... But you, but you wouldn't define that as a, a guilty pleasure game. No, I wouldn't. And I think it's just because like people know it and like, you know what you're going to get. But if I'm like Earth Defense Force is an action RPG, like it kind of is, but it's not really going to be in anywhere near the same category of people recognizing it, enjoying it, playing it or buying it as like God of War. So and maybe, maybe that's it is, where it comes from. Maybe it is to like the the overall fame of the game is kind of what. Yeah. Uh, makes it uh that as well i don't know all i had written for like what are the common criteria of guilty pleasure games is must have cats so must have cats <laughs> that's that's where i'm at yes today. exactly <laughs> exactly that that's, a, that's a, and you know what when you say that i can think of like five games on a switch where i'm like yep yep there's a few on there you can get that <laughs> um so t- when we talked about terraria and like here's a game that I mean, I think I started in 2010 or 11, um, yeah. somewhere around there. And, you know, I was still playing it six or seven, eight years later. Um, do you think that there's like a certain barrier to like the timeliness of a guilty pleasure game? Like, or do you think they're timeless? Like you can play it at any point. Oh, Hmm. Um, I think they're like, I guess I would classify them as personally timeless. Like if, okay. if we go back to your, your clay fighter example, um, I, I kind of run a, uh, like on my downstep blog every year. Redacted, E3, cutting it. Re- wow. Thanks. <laughs> on, on my downstab.com blog, I, uh, I, I usually do a piece around E3 that I just, I kind of make up like dream wishes for announcements. And lots of times I'm, I'm pulling on my nostalgia to like make up something funny. But the reason why I say like, let's bring back Power Stone or they they announce Clay Fighter 4, like things like that is because I really like those games and they really struck a chord with me and I will always remember them. 
but like and, and you you probably do too like because you you mentioned them but i mean laura no way like scott definitely not so like other people just don't know it but if we went back and said oh yeah you remember street fighter at least people will kind of be like oh yeah i kind of know the idea or or they'll remember you know, mario but i i think that the timely the to be a timeless guilty pleasure game it's going to be so personal I, I don't think you can really really pull on those strings of everyone and that's going to make it difficult for that that game to last the test of time or be remembered 10 20 30 years from now yeah i guess you're right because you know you talk about super mario world and that game completely stands the test of time like oh, it's wonderful it's a game yeah. where at any point um you can listen to it listen to it sorry scott and i were talking about uh like timeliness songs or songs that like just age so well and you could throw it at any point when we've been alive and it's it's still relevant so like kylie minogue's um uh love at first sight can't get you out of my no head. love oh, at first it sight. was love yeah like that that song like <laughs> yeah. it sounds like it could have been made now and it, it was made yeah, it was yeah. definitely made 20 some years ago and like it's regardless it's still a good song and anyone who likes pop would like and that's kind of how i feel about like the the good games and why like guilty pleasure games like you said personally uh-huh. if if anyone could jump into this i don't think it would be a guilty pleasure i think like you said it's that personal level of the interest or knowing yeah. that um someone who like if you hand it to someone who's never played it before would appreciate it um or never totally. played anything in the genre like if i went to some of my students who gamed and I knew they liked RPGs, and I was like, play this older game, like Final Fantasy VI, they would like it. But if I did that to Scott, who's not really big on RPGs, it would be a big nope. And I know those aren't really guilty pleasure games, but just kind of like illustrate the example. The same but idea. Yeah, if I, if I yeah. handed someone this fishing game, or, uh, you know, like you said, Clay Fighter, where there's mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. so many better fighting games. And it's not that it's a bad game, it's just there's better things to play, so why not play those instead? That's true. And I will admit Clay Fighter is probably a bad game. But I do think that you, you bring up a good point where I... Hey, whoa, I, whoa, 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 whoa. Any game with Earthworm Jim as a character is not a bad <laughs> game. Go fuck yourself. Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, God, who did I main in that game? I, I Earthworm feel like I Jim? The, I feel like I was always the blob. Oh, yeah, he's pretty good, um, too. And then I think, um, was it Ichabod Clay? The little yeah. pumpkin dude? Yeah. Loved him. Loved him. Okay, anyways, back on topic. I think uh, you bring up a good point, too, and talking about the, the personal stories and whatnot. I collect video games, which is very what? obvious at this point to people. To, I know, to listeners of this show. But I, I I absolutely love the personal stories of people playing games and saying, like, oh, I loved this one. Or this one, you know, I grew up playing it. I was so surprised. Hidden gem, blah, blah, blah. I, I really, really cherish those because that's what makes collecting fun. And that's what makes me want to play and learn about new games. Let's say that I had never heard about clay fighter we're gonna pick on this game but if patrick described it to me as like you can be this you know earthworm jim or you could be this this older you know viking lady that sings opera like all these weird things i'd be like what the fuck are you talking about that's exactly what i want to play and so like it's it's so fun and it's just it's it's so neat so the the personal stories keep those um guilty pleasure games being timeless and then they're passed down as like I don't know, like legend to other gamers. And it's it's so fun. I, I, I love it. But now overall time timeless, probably not. They're going to be forgotten eventually or so, so minuscule and, and low that no one's going to really remember as the time goes on. So when do you think Guilty Pleasure Game started? Because I think mm. of, you know, 
old games were weird, right? They like if weird. you think of Nintendo games, Super Nintendo games, and like Sega games, like we didn't have decades of quality. Game. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, we didn't have quality. There wasn't a lot of like the polishing, so developers would try a lot of different things when making games and some landed and some were like the worst games ever but i felt like there wasn't too much shame in some of these games that were trying new things you know because at the end of the day like you play bubsy it's like a sonic clone you know Mm -hmm. or you know there are a lot of games that were kind of like that so i think like I don't know. Would you say maybe Gen 3 is when things started to become a little bit more guilty pleasure oriented? So I'm thinking like PlayStation 1, Game Boy Advanced, um, N64. Like, is that kind of yeah. we're seeing this like wave of games that people probably were a little bit more hush hush about when they started playing? Yeah, I, I would say I, hmm, I, I would say yes, but I would also clarify clarify it too i think um around that time you did get the the bigger quality of games and and like you mentioned like bubsy things like that those games were probably a little bit more on the hush hush side that like you didn't play didn't say you're playing that on the playground and you'd say you're playing sonic but i think that the idea of a guilty pleasure game got a lot stronger around um yeah the dreamcast ps2 like that that oh so you're saying you're saying gen 4 then yeah i think it it got a little bit more like what is happening and you would get these a little bit more random japanese games but my big asterisk is i do think that the guilty pleasure games really started around how to say like the mid 80s to like early 90s as those gamers got older and got nostalgic so once those gamers became 20 30 and they looked back and they're like you know what i do want to play low g man on the nes not a great game but like it it has this a little bit timeless appeal. Like it has the personal guilty pleasure game timelessness to that person. Um, I think that's when, he, when you started to see them and that's what made people like turned on to the idea that you don't, you don't have to play a mainstream game to have fun. Um, also, you don't have to play a mainstream game. You can, you can just play earlier games too. I think that's, that's kind of where it came for me. And then the, the modern guilty pleasure game, I would say, yeah, probably probably around then probably around gen four really i mean you could kind of throw a dart anywhere and you could you could defend it but i I would say it's probably gen three gen four yeah i I think you brought up a good point with the whole like when we saw a little bit more of the japanese influence in gaming even though like a lot of these games were coming straight out of Mm -hmm. japan anyway but i feel like they were very bland you know like yeah. you could look at any of these games and you wouldn't have been like this was made like i as a kid i was i wasn't aware of where games were coming from you know so yeah just thinking like yeah. this game didn't really have you could pick up anywhere in the world and it just kind of fit but when we started to see other cultures i feel like come in so yeah. like onimusha is very heavily influenced in japanese lore right yeah and great game um persona 3 um mm-hmm. which I, I love that game but i i was actually made fun of by my residents the ones i didn't get along with um mm-hmm. for playing that game and i feel like it was that like i'm so into other cultures that i think this is really cool but a lot of people just aren't open to this weirdness of experiencing other cultures they're very like corn fed 
steak and potatoes you know like <laughs> yeah 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 exactly yeah so uh, I, I think i think you're right like when we started to see games go from just like generic i mean like even the old final fantasies just kind of they're great like they're so good but i mean like they didn't really mm-hmm. reflect too much of a culture yeah i agree and i i also have a story uh uh, uh college story so when when we were like moving in for the first year my freshman year I, like our door was open and i was playing video games and this one guy i don't even know who he was he must have lived on the hall he's like oh man you gaming in here because he saw my controller and i was like oh yeah and then he just decided that he could come into my room so he, he came <laughs> which in is and very like, very college especially very purdue yeah exactly and so he came in and i'm playing uh dreamcast first off and i'm playing capcom vs snk2 which is one of my all-time favorites and then he's like oh okay cool well you know maybe i'll come back later and we can talk because <laughs> like i don't know i wasn't playing madden i wasn't playing i think guitar hero was out but i'm playing this older game and it's just it's just so weird to me that people think that that's that that like you can't play and enjoy games i don't i don't understand but for me, I mean, already at that point, I'm like, I'm going to play this 10-year-old game. I love it. That's why I'm playing it. So I don't know. It's whatever. Well, I, Anyways. I think that's, I think that's <laughs> what sets us apart from just the normies, though, is that, like, you know, we... Normies. We, it's not just something we do to pass the time. It's a true interest and passion. And we're for everybody else, you know. It is just kind of what they do when they have free time. Yeah. Totally agree. Totally agree. And and I tend I tend to like lean toward, I don't know, the, the familiar games that I really enjoy. Um, so we've, we've talked a lot about, you know, Clay Fighter and fighting games. And you've talked a lot about RPGs. I feel like when I'm looking for random games, that's where I tend to get more adventurous is when I know like this is an RPG that's set in, I don't know, the kitchen and you play as like <laughs> e- evil mice, you know, trying to get the cheese. I'd be like, yes, that is what I want to play. And I think that's, you know, I, I I know the mechanics and that's why I tend to gravitate towards it. Do you like, do you, does that kind of make sense? Like, do you feel the same way? Like when you're trying to find these types of games? Um, and yeah, I think I, when I originally thought, cause I think I was going to bring this up too. Mm. I would have said, I don't think so, but I do think so. Oh. Especially when we were talking about the whole one trick pony thing and having that niche where like some of these games, aren't rpgs but you know if they if they have that element of something that is familiar then i am into it it's like like a little bit a little bit more safe yeah it is a lot more safe so i i feel like those games where they meet in the middle uh, to appease like both audiences like the fishing game Mm -hmm. like it's an rpg it's fishing game like it it could be for both people i think that's when all of a sudden like it's not something that I would say is an RPG, but it's co- that common middle ground that makes me want to try it out. So, yeah, I, I, I do think that there's a certain level of what I identify with, a, like, applying to this. Yeah, I, I, I do agree that there's a certain level that I, I connect with, but there's also the other end where I, where I don't. And I think that it turns me on to, like, other types of games. So we had just briefly mentioned that I, I really enjoyed uh, card games, like card battle systems. And I don't think I would have known that if I hadn't played. This is this is a random one. If you know what it is, uh, Lost Kingdoms on the GameCube. Yeah, I'm familiar with uh, it. Yeah, I think it's actually from software. So I think it's kind of nuts. Uh, yeah. And like I, I got it and I don't know how I got it. It might have been like a $20 game. It was cheap. My parents bought it, something like that. But I was just addicted to that that type of game. 
And it was, and, and I didn't know. All I knew was on the back, like, oh, cool, you play as this this girl and it's a, a medieval setting and there's like skeletons and stuff. I'm game. And then they threw this card battle system and I'm like, what the? <laughs> but then I loved it. And here we are like 20 years later and I mean, Slay the Spire, I love it. I have like three card games on my Switch wish list. Like they, it all started from that. And I think it was cool because I, I took the the safety step of knowing I'll probably like the setting and then the the kind of blind leap of like, what the f is this even game game even about? But it, it turned out to be great in the end, and yeah, that's that was an absolute guilty pleasure. And it's not even a good game, but it got a sequel somehow. But it, yeah, it just it, it led to so many other great things, and I, and I love it for that. So where is that line then of a game that you like to just being a guilty pleasure game? Like I feel like a guilty pleasure game is right. a game that you enjoy, but you probably don't announce it to the world where where, when do you go from a guilty pleasure game to just a game you like yeah i I think it's probably the mass popularity so once people know about it or they i don't know develop strategies sequels it has notoriety i feel like it's more open and mainstream so it's okay to be like oh yeah i played that or oh i played the original game so it's a little bit more like oh this person's like kind of a master or they they know what's going on and it not all games go there and it I don't know. Like, I, I feel like for me, the, the guilty pleasure game is a game that I, I per- I'm personally never ashamed to tell someone what I'm playing. Like, I hope that you just enjoy it, too. But like, if there was any any sort of guilt or, or fear, I think it, it leaves once the f- notoriety of the game becomes higher and people know about it. And, and it could be for like bad reasons. Like that game is fucking terrible, but I still like playing it. Yeah, I think uh, I think so, you're right about the yeah. notoriety, too, because uh, when Stardew Valley first came out, it would have been considered a guilty pleasure because who wants to hear someone talk about playing a farming game? And then here we are talking about one of the best games mm-hmm. ev- like ever made and by one person nonetheless. Yeah. Like- and, and Stardew Valley is also like, I mean, it's like trying to dethrone the king. I mean, like you're going after Harvest Moon slash Story of Season. So like, and, like that's an uphill, it, uphill climb. And it kind of. It kind of did. Um, oh, it, it did. It did. <laughs> but if I compare it to another game that's kind of similar, it's not exactly the same, like Rune Factory or something mm-hmm. like Fantasy Life. Those aren't necessarily games I'd be like, yo, neighbor, try this game out. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm, th- mm-hmm. this is a game that I really like, too. And I wouldn't say it's necessarily shame, but it's almost like yeah. s- street cred. <laughs> you know street grid like, take away your gamer card yeah um no i, I don't think it would t- get my gamer card taken away i think it would get the rest of my coolness <laughs> my cool factor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. taken away depending on what circles that i'm in because it's a lot easier to tell someone that you like mainstream game versus that has a lot of success versus niche game that's high anime style yeah. you know yeah it's it's like the more you have to explain like through a game with what it is or like talk about why oh we, th- don't worry about that mechanic it sucks like the the more you're getting into the guilty pleasure category and uh, yeah it's it, so when you have to do that to a friend or, or when you're recommending a game it's going to be tough it's going to be a tough sell um do you think do these guilty pleasure games have characters or are they really just about the trope you know or the 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 trick what are they more Mm -hmm. like do you think we see any deep guilty pleasure games 
I can't answer that right now because all I'm thinking about is fantasy life and how much I love that yeah, game. Yeah, stupid uh, amount. Of time. I mean, I've told you that I've caused myself to have a panic attack because of that game because oh my gosh, of all so the. I, I am when it comes to those types of games where you literally get to just have a fantasy adventure, but you also can mm-hmm. make clothes, but you also can cook, but you also can fish, but you also can make furniture. Like I just yeah. get stuck in doing it all. I had the same problem See, with Final Fantasy fourteen. We're going to do the exact same thing I'm just talking about. And I'm going to tell everyone that that's exactly what you do in that game. It's amazing. Yeah, it literally is. Um, but I, uh, sorry, get, get, I forgot well, the question. So <laughs> characters, I mean, I kind of cheated a little bit um, because my intro was from Final Fantasy X-2. And mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's a game 100%. If I had told anyone that I played that in high school, like I probably that's a game for, got, that's, a, that's a girl game yeah exactly yeah. like I probably would have got beaten up for that but I love Yuna and Yuna is such a good character and like yeah. again that's one of those games depending on the circle you're in if you're in a a high nerd circle actually sometimes you will still get jumped on for playing that game but um they, yeah. like the the gay gamers group I'm in everybody is pretty receptive to it whether they like it or not but like this a standard non queer oriented gaming group no you're you're gonna get called out for that being a uh you know a girly game but it's a, still a really good game and yuna is just such a cool character to follow yeah i totally agree and yeah it, it is a good game and oh man the dress fear system is that's legit like i i like that a lot um and and i feel like you you kind of got this too when games were uh, let's just say young i don't know like in the 80s 90s but i mean i think a big one was like a, a pokemon to be perfectly honest when like red and blue came out i mean a lot of people played it but like that street cred that you said yeah not really like if i was like oh yeah i play pokemon and i'm like eight years old I mean, some people are going to be like, that's a kid's game or like, you know, what are you talking about? That game's for babies. And I don't care. I mean, at at this point, it's such a moot point because everyone knows and loves Pokemon. But I mean, back in the day, like, yeah, there were still millions of players, but it was still like up and coming and it hadn't gotten there yet. So like same thing with like Final Fantasy X specifically, it just hadn't gotten there. Maybe it was different in Canada for us because like when gen one pokemon came out that was one of the even though it was an rpg everyone was playing that like literally everyone Mm -hmm. but the difference was i was probably in i think seventh grade when it came out when gen two hit no one was playing pokemon anymore so you were cool if you played gen one but you weren't cool Mm. if you continued with the series so like you know get this believe it or not i actually didn't just play video games when i was growing up i had other friend circles oh, i know same it's, it's, it's cr- crazy. well i wouldn't say i had other uh, friend circles but i mean like i did other things yeah i did other things too and like the the blending of those was difficult because like i mean yeah pokemon but even like zelda and and more niche games like um uh clay fighter for example like i couldn't talked about that to my my group of friends that uh were in swimming or like friends that i thought were cool because they like skateboarded like i couldn't like bring that up because that's just not what they would do and it it was just so weird to have to like hide this part of you that you really i don't know identify with and it's 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 crazy to think that some people could be so unresponsive and unreceptive to something as as casual as i play the pokemon games and just be mean about it and we're getting really off topic but but no it's fine i mean like i feel like that's one of the ways that our listeners kind of relate to us you know like yeah I, that's why i had such a hard time because you know like uh my cousin was the same age as me uh we mm-hmm. were in the same class when he moved to my school and 
he pretty much told everyone what I liked. And like, I played soccer and basketball in school, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and I wouldn't have told people those things, but like, that's what set it apart. You know what I mean? Like, that's what made me different was the fact that someone else was open about my interests that were with the sports crew who were like 100% sports, you know, like, so I, I, I totally, I totally get it. Like I get why, it sucks when you don't have these intermingling of interests, which, yeah, I, again, I feel like you kind of do a little bit more now because, again, video games are a lot more in high, lot yeah, now. a lot bigger, a yeah. lot more in high regard. Speaking of things in high regard, um, one thing that we don't talk about enough in this podcast at all is just like app games. So, oh yeah, for like a phone, yeah. Do you? I mean, like. I think the answer is probably obvious, but where do they fit into this whole notion of a guilty pleasure game? Man, that's like the entire category. It, they really, I, I like. really, yeah, it's pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> How have we spent like 45 minutes not talking about it? Didn't bring this up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's super, super guilty pleasure. And I mean, huge, huge games, uh, candy crush saga, for example, like such a guilty pleasure game because the game, it, it requires very little skill, but the the barrier of entry is so low. Like it, it just you can just jump in, and let's let's remove the idea of microtransactions. Just look at the game. Well, I don't it's I don't want to remove the the gacha part of the game because I feel like that is even more so what makes it a guilty yeah. pleasure game. Like I I still fortunately Pokemon Go is one of those games that you can still play completely for free and you still get the majority mm. of the content. But there was a hot minute that I was playing the Fire Emblem game. Oh, I played that for two straight years. Yeah, too. and game. like you have to spend money on that game. You like you just pretty much have to and I wouldn't admit mm-hmm. to anyone because I didn't know anyone that played that game, but I wouldn't admit to anyone that yeah. played that game. And like, it's it like it totally was a guilty pleasure of mine. Because here's this game that's like barely mediocre, you know. At, yeah. <laughs> at, at the time, I know, I know they've done. Some, Don't be mean. They've done some great quality of life improvements yeah, yeah. now, but I mean, like, it was barely mediocre at the time, mm. and like, I was dropping, you know, X dollars in it to get new characters all the time. So huge yeah. guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah, big guilty pleasure for me too. And uh, I know I'm an outlier for this, but I did play that game for about two to two and a half years, and I actually did not spend money. So you can do it, <laughs> but the issue is like you're just you're never gonna get everything. Well, you're, just, so, like, you're you, probably you never to, gonna win too. Because you're ne- well, you can you can kind of win, but will you be number one? You will never be number one. <laughs> so like, just get over that, I guess. Um, anyways, yeah, app games for sure. I think they're, they're super gimmicky, and there's there's entire genres that you might as well just call it gimmick. Uh, so you had mentioned earlier gotcha and that's you know where you, you put in money or whatever you gotcha. get certain currency and you get you get random characters random items whatever and it's always it's random like you can't guarantee what you get so it's basically gambling and i think that people like like that because it gives you that that endorphin release and you feel really really good oh, when you get and, a five-star character it's like yeah. winning the lottery like it just it is it like winning the lottery so good it's like, like I mean, if, if, getting a shiny pokemon and Poke- yeah, Pokemon yeah, Go does not even compare to getting a five star. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And and we can actually continue this uh, Fire Emblem train because Fire Emblem Heroes, I should say, I, I did play it for a long time. And I was like, you know what, man, I'm just I, I'm going to stop like the game's not super great anymore. And then um, I, I randomly logged in like a week later and did some pulls like where you get characters. And I got 
like two versions of Hector that were like really, really meta. And I was like, God damn it. Now I'm back. in. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? that? That Rick and Morty meme? You son of a bitch. I'm in yeah, <laughs> like that was me. And I played for like six more months just because of that one that one feeling. And uh, it's it's great. And I don't think that you you I'm sure you would feel the same way, but I wouldn't judge anyone for playing those games like that's you, man. You can enjoy it. And uh, because you also mentioned because I'm involved in yeah. the Fire Emblem community. Uh, no, mm. like I'm not going to judge someone for playing those games because I know a lot of them still do. But for me, it's just like, oh, I just can't justify the money anymore. It, that's the hard part. Yeah, totally fine. That's actually right where I was going to go to. There's some people that put in lots of money. So like the big spenders are usually called whales is what I've what I've heard. Okay. And so uh, one of our friends, which, which is probably three, really hard for you, isn't it? Being afraid of whales. It's true. It, it's true. Uh, one of our friends moving on uh, spends a lot of money on these games, like uh, hundreds, if not thousands per month. No joke. And I I can't judge him because he likes his games like that's just what he does. Like, sure. As long as you're not like getting into financial trouble because you're spending too much money, like do that. Have have fun and enjoy it. But these these app games, these pool games, puzzle games like Candy Crush. Yeah, a lot of them are just gimmicky and, and really just guilty pleasures because they, they give you that quick release of fun and enjoyment and then you're kind of done and you don't really remember the the story or the game or the puzzle you just remember the feeling that you had all right so to wrap up this whole conversation let's do a little uh, future casting here what are some games that you have on your radar that you're looking forward to that are guilty pleasures so i've said this a few times I'm very into sim games so there's actually mm-hmm. two that i know that i know are just going to be like huge guilty pleasures because again like like yeah, I, do, I don't like if I had to say like this is the type of game I identify by it's it's totally RPGs. It's not sim games, but there's just something like within the depths of my soul that resonates with these games. There's one called Rolling Hill. Uh, Rolling Hills make sushi. Um, yeah, and it's you're a sushi restaurant owner. Um, okay. So you basically like get all the ingredients you craft people sushi orders you own the sushi sushi shop you go into the wild and get ingredients for it it just like it's just so cute interesting yeah it's cute yeah and it, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun and then there's another one called lone farm which um mm. it's very I wouldn't say it's like Minecraft, but it's first person's per- perspective farming game as opposed to Stardew Valley, where you know it's your cute Super Nintendo era graphics and whatnot. Uh, but the the one factor that I really like about this game, it just is this just is so that like that one gimmick because we're always talking about that one gimmick when we're talking about guilty pleasure games. Um, yeah, you have to deliver the your produce. Mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. instead of just randomly dropping them into this magical box that someone comes and picks up because that's yeah one of the like i understand why it's first that's how it works ease, <laughs> ease and simplicity yeah. but like it's just so stupid like and just like you literally drive your vehicle into town and you like drop off your order and if people have special orders and stuff like that too you like drop off their produce to their house cute that's that's a big selling point to me and again like it just it's like a little farmer's market yeah but basically and um any game that has like that shop style element to it, totally yeah. into. Uh, there was that game Reseteer, which I know you played when we were in college, um, and then like I really played it. And you're like that shop owner, and you go on adventures, and it's like you're basically always trying to pay off your dad's debt. Like if yeah. you yeah, yeah. if you can have that like whole shopping facade and like element, and you have a storefront in one hut, I'm there. Like that, I'm just so into that. 
Moonlighter was so good. Did you play it? I did. I so I found it really easy to break that game. Oh, true. So it was I easy. yeah, what like I feel like it lost its appeal after the first uh dungeon because it was just kind of really yeah. easy to do it but i mean it wasn't a bad game it's still fun what uh what about you what, what are some still, games that are still a guilty pleasure radar? looking forward to yeah. yeah for sure um so mine um what the one game i i have for us that's a f- quote-unquote official it's been in development for like three fucking years uh i think it's called re legends like re colon legends and laura and i have been following this game for a while because it's it's essentially a a like co-op sort of action farming sim so like you you plant crops you like you forage you'll raise animals but you also like fight monsters so it's kind of like rune factory and harvest moon together but you can do it all together like it's all co-op and it looks really cool like the production values seem middle ground if not a little bit higher and and the game just looks really cute and so i think it's striking a lot of boxes that we would enjoy for games we play together but it's been like literally years patrick and so it really sucks i don't know when it's coming out but that is that's this, an absolute guilty sure pleasure it's not out? Mm-hmm. i see i think it's out in early access right now ah fucking early yeah. access the bane of my yeah. existence see early access is that's a whole nother topic yeah. but uh, uh, sometimes <laughs> really sometimes it's good i will admit i see the benefit but sometimes it makes me like want a game and i have to wait five more years so it's a double-edged sword um the other one that i wanted to bring up is it's a rumor and it i think you may have linked it to me or someone else did too, but it, it was rumored that uh, Capcom might actually bring back Power Stone. Oh, that was me. And yeah, and I that's that is wonderful. And one of one of my most fun Dreamcast games. If you haven't played it, you gotta try it out. Absolute guilty pleasure. So if Power Stone three or or even a remake of one or two, if that ever comes out, that's gonna be a, a day one buy for me. And it's just it's just it's gonna be so cool and i'm sure the game could be garbage but i would still be like i need i need to play it like i i just i owe it to my my younger self to to get this game and uh i think it's it's a rumor and it's a you owe it to your younger self to go back in time and tell yourself not to masturbate so much oh my i thought you're gonna say play earthbound or something like that well also masturbate while playing earthbound oh my god Okay. Is that where we're going to end <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. But while we're gone, why don't you head on mm. over to our Twitter or Instagram or preferably our Discord and, yeah. you know, join the crew. Leave some comments. Check in with us. We're on there all the time. Our people that are already on there, our little Discordians, chat with us a bunch. We'd also love for you to leave us a review. What's going on with our podcast? What do we need to work on? We want to hear from you. Everything is at HeyRPGamer. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back. I've refilled my coffee. We're ready to go. And now I want to do uh, a little bit of a what you playing, Patrick. What what have you been enjoying recently? Endless, endless deaths and hours of Elden Ring. Uh, so many uh, Like deaths, you and the entire world. So many yes. hours. I know I don't tend to play new games when they come out. I usually let them sit for a little bit. Like uh, Triangle Strategy is sitting right in front of me right oh, yeah, now yeah. on open. Oh, you bought so, it. Yeah, yeah, nice. I got it. This is a hard month because, you know, we are recording this in March. So we're a little off mm-hmm. from when, uh, you know, this episode will You're release. Hear it. But yeah. I, I usually wait because I, I like 
day one patches to go through or just any patch you know yeah. just to make sure um everything's good and check the reviews make sure everything is coming out okay but this one is like absolutely not i am not waiting i'm not gonna let all those <laughs> those people who like to invade your game and kill you uh mm-hmm. be ahead of me and ahead of the curve and usually for souls like games there's all the little notes giving you hints about what's coming sometimes i appreciate those notes sometimes i really just want the surprise like i don't always want to know that there's a giant dragon that's going to fly in in 30 steps yeah. you know like i just want to experience that myself but I also like, I know people like that too. I'm not knocking any of that, but personally, like I like fresh experiences. So, totally. but yeah, I'm playing that game. Um, it's great. We recently talked about Breath of the Wild in our Patreon episode. It's very much uh, Dark Souls meets Breath of the Wild. Um, yeah, Damn. I'm. What it's a combination. A, it's a lot of people's <laughs> first foray into the series, and personally. I don't know if this would be a great one to be the first because I'm seeing a lot of people like I've leveled up a lot and I can't get past blank. <laughs> what do I do? Right, <laughs> Like there's just so much more to like leveling up to get through something because it's not a mm-hmm. standard RPG. It, it does require skill. It does require you to use your resources and this game. Like yeah. you can't follow along the path immediately unless you really know what you're doing. Like those pro gamers that can um, do a no death speed run of, you know, like yeah, Dark yeah. Souls games. Um, you it, it's you're encouraged to go and explore because there are mechanics where like, if you level up you, in general, um your defense does go up pretty much in everything the further you level up so Mm -hmm. it's not just about the armor that you're wearing so it has that like little piece like the advantage of going and exploring but it's also upgrading your gear it's also buying little spells it's also getting better weapons um but it's it's great it's beautiful it's fun you have a horse that you can double jump um and <laughs> the horse double yeah, jumps your horse double jumps i mean it's a magic wow. horse but oh obviously yeah uh but yeah. i'm i'm i have enjoyed almost every minute of it there are a few times where i feel like oh i wish on the map there was a little more going on but then you find a secret cave and you're like oh it, there is more going on so got it what about you what are you playing uh well keeping it in vain of uh guilty pleasure games i wanted to talk about a new ios game that we're playing um it's funny because it doesn't have a main title i feel like it has three subtitles so they, it's called they all do they literally it is mobile legends adventure so literally it's three subtitles but that is the game it's actually the first time i played a game like it it is an idle rpg so you you gain experience and like uh level up materials by also by not playing it so like the more that you're away the more experience you get but you also get stuff by like doing it too but essentially, it, it's a gotcha game, so you still get pulls, and um, you really just watch numbers go up. That's kind of what you're doing. And the game, like, auto-fights, um, you get you get equipment like RPGs, you get cool characters, you make a team of uh, five, and you put them in front, middle, or back rows where they have special advantages or disadvantages, yada, yada, yada. Um, but it's all kind of governed by that um, gotcha system. So yeah, like we were saying earlier, you want to get the five-star heroes, they're objectively the best, but like 
which ones are you gonna get you don't know it's this Um, game sounds like uh the preschool version of gaming where everybody gets a trophy everybody gets a check mark (laughs) like you get stuff for not playing (laughs) right exactly and uh it it honestly kind of does because you do get the special gems to summon people quite frequently like i i think i spent a dollar because i was like okay this is a good deal i'll spend one dollar uh but other than that i think i've had like played for a week and maybe like 15 20 of the 10 pulls and that's all free so like like you're saying earlier that that release of like you know feeling happy in your mind like it happens all the time um and then we're getting our friends to play it and enjoy it and it's 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 kind of silly definitely a guilty pleasure game definitely something fun but um i always like to have one game i'm playing on my phone uh just to pass time between meetings whatever it looks like and this is definitely filling that filling that in well jason here officially is your gold star Thank you. Appreciate it. I've always wanted this. And we're back for segment two of our podcast on guilty pleasure games. Unfortunately, we could not think of a topic or a game that revolved around guilty pleasure games. So I thought of something crazy cool. Are you ready? We thought that we would anagram, which is when you take a word and you scramble it into other words, uh, the titles of other games into hilarious new titles and then see if the <laughs> other person could guess what what game we anagram so yeah, give yeah a l- i'm, I'm gonna get none of these um <laughs> uh, we'll work uh, okay. this as our usual trivia games we'll give the anagram title and then we'll give a few clues from there like the number of okay. words in the original title and just like something specific to the genre but just to give an example um if I anagrammed a title and it came out at like if I anagrammed Final Fantasy, um, I would give Jason nasal Tiffany and he would have to figure out that if that was Final <clears throat> Fantasy or whatever it might be. So yeah, nasal, na- na- Tiffany. nasal Tiffany sounds like an incredible okay. name. But uh yeah, Jason, I feel like I typically go first on these, so why don't you give me an anagram title first? Oh, God, okay. <laughs> Here um, we go i know i'm like i'm not even going and i'm, I'm, ex- like I'm excited i'm excited for this one this 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 was fun okay. once this clicked for me this was fun okay i am stressing out for this even though i'm not going first but i'm gonna i'm gonna send this to you so you can see it and read it better but my anagrammed game is me shits me shit me shits oh god me shits uh... but it's short Wow, man, me shits. Uh-huh. Oh, First clue? Is it one word? It, it is two words. It's two words. Uh, is it, does it have time in it? Uh, no. Oh. I mean, you could anagram those to spell time, but that's not right. Oh, yeah, just to clarify, we're going with mainstream games still, right? Or like, oh, yeah, yeah, mainstream game, mainstream games game. that we should know. Me shits. Hmm. Yeah. Um, this is a PC game, part of a very large series. I don't know, Jason. I think you got me on this one. Oh, this is the easiest one, man. It's the shortest. You can do it. Um, it 
is by Maxis Studios. Not helping. You you create people and you move them around with their little green plumb. No, it's uh, um, 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 whatchamacallit? The original Sim game. The Sims. The Sims. Yeah, yeah there you go. Me shits. <laughs> you got it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, okay. I never played the sims so you know what i never did too actually let's just let's just move on okay well <laughs> you gave me me shits i'm I giving you anita calves anita Ca- oh, anita calves um, i knew anita calves she was pretty cool um <laughs> my mine some of them are definitely drag names so <laughs> anita anita calves Okay, okay. Um, I'm trying, like, when I was making mine, I'm like, I gotta find ways to discover what yours are gonna be, so I'm trying to Same. look at, like, unique letters. Okay. Oh, 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 hang on, hang Do on. Do you know it? Is it Castlevania? It's Castlevania! <laughs> Yay! Okay, that's funny, because uh, I might have also had that. Uh, I was scared, because I know that's one of the series we both really like, so so you had Castlevania. What was your What was your clue for it? Uh, I think I did that right. Eats a civilian. Eats a civilian. <laughs> did, yeah, right. Did, did you yeah. make these yourselves, or did you? I do. I made. Uh, I made two of okay, them. Okay, because I, and say, then I the just rest used a I, generator. <laughs> yeah, the rest I used a generator. Uh, so yeah, I did. Mishits was one, and then I can give you your next Ooh, one, which eats, we also eats a made. civilian's good. Okay, yeah, throw, lay, lay one on me. <laughs> I mean, Anita, Anita Cap eats a civilian. Yeah, it's I, Castlevania. Cap, I like that. Okay. Round two, I'm going to type this in for you. Uh, uh, uh. Okay, round two, we are looking at Homo Taverns. Homo Taverns. Oh, my God. Homo Taverns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quick clue, two words. Homo Taverns. Two words? Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I feel like usually I'm really good with these, and I feel it's not. It's not. See, I feel like I'm terrible at them, so I'm living up to my expectations. <laughs> All right, give me a clue. Uh, originally started on the SNES, and still has games to this day. Like we technically talked about this game in this episode technically talked about this game mm-hmm. we we tan tangentially talked about it oh man give me one more clue uh this is a big clue it's a farming game oh um, um harvest moon harvest moon nice. you got it there you go homo taverns, homo taverns. Yeah, harvest moon. <laughs> Oh, these are so ridiculous. Uh, okay, that 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 ends my the ones that I I made on my own. So the rest are generated. Okay, well, you gave me Homo Taverns. I'm going uh-huh. to give you st- Steamed Gorilla. Oh, delicious! Steamed Gorilla. Steamed Gorilla. It is. I know three words. Oh, dang. Okay. I know you can't see me because I don't have a camera on this computer, but I am like palms on forehead concentrating on this word. <laughs> steamed um, gorilla. I'm certain you played. You call them steamed gorillas, though they've obviously been grilled. Um, three words. Three words. Fudge. Uh, oh my god, I have nothing. Okay, okay. Um, 
three words. It's probably one of the longest series going. Interesting. All the way back okay. from the original Nintendo. Oh, God. Okay. That's a big clue. Um, original Nintendo. Um, <laughs> Donkey Kong. Um, oh, my God, dude. This is an ASMR stream the now. The major yeah. um, producer of the game or director of the game yeah. uh, is no longer with them. I'm pretty sure, unless oh I'm mixing God. up the different series. And it started on the NES? Mm-hmm. And it's it's literally... Oh, 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 wait, hang on. It's Metal Gear it Solid. It is Metal Gear Solid. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Steam, Steam Gorilla. What the fuck? <laughs> I know, these are so stupid. Oh, God, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I'm looking at I'm like, I, I'm looking at I'm like, nothing started on NES. Like, Patrick, you made this game up. <laughs> okay, okay, you ready but for the next right, one? I was right, wasn't I? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, technically, no, but like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, Wait, no, it, it did. Metal okay. Gear was on the. I think it was on the MSX first, but oh, technically, okay, okay. it did. Sorry, it, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game. That's just. A, oh, I'm gonna type the word, and not the actual. Okay, this is your next one. We're going with register theft. Registers. <laughs> register theft. Yeah, register theft. Again, I know you've played this game and two two words. Two words. Register theft. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm still looking at Anita Cavs. <laughs> Me too. Um dr- Anita Cavs eats a civilian. She shits in homo dr- dr- <laughs> Drop me our chat right now where we're sending these on to each other is pretty hilarious. Um Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna scroll back to this months later and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> drop me drop me a clue here, bud. Oh, uh uh two uh two words um started out in the arcades and on the SNES. Uh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter, yeah. you got it. There you go. Yeah, yeah. My next clue was uh, the second one is the best one. <laughs> nice. All right, hit me up, dude. Uh, I got, I got two, two more for you after this. Too. Okay. I have okay, for you. You had register theft. I have mm-hmm. estate forgers. Estate. Forgers. Estate um, forgers. And if you're listening at home and play, playing along, write these down and see <laughs> if you can solve them before we answer them. They're so stupid. Is this also Street Fighter? No, it is not Street Fighter. No? Okay, okay, God. This has an O um, in it. Street Fighter doesn't have an it O. It does. I just saw it now. Damn, Street Forgers. words. Uh, three words. Okay. We are okay, both okay. the most familiar with this one. Oh God, um, we're both familiar with this. What the fuck does that mean? Um, uh, you were pretty close with your guess. Okay, so it's it's like a fighting game, um, or it's a Capcom game. Oh man, oh oh um. Streets of Rage. Yep, Streets of Rage. Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. The, it nice. the first game that oh, that's streamed. a good one. Yeah, it is. Oh, I love Streets of Rage. Uh, I have two more. Is that is that cool? Yep. 
I got five. Because you stole Eats a Civilian from me. Um, okay. I gotta make sure I spell it right so you can use these letters. I'm just copying and pasting what I prepped. Oh, I have one on my phone because like I didn't want to be super loud with my clicky cl clicky clacks. Oh, got you. Okay, we're looking at Meanie Mightiness. No. Oh, did did you take that one too? I sh should make on me ten. Yeah, I you did. Oh, no. <laughs> I literally that's what I was literally about to copy and yeah, paste. Yeah, I you. love that. I just I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Okay, well it's just... it's Shin Megami Tensei. Anyways. Yeah. Well, I'll take so I'll take that one. I away. literally 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 was about to drop that one on you. <laughs> Anyways, we have the same mind. Well, you go next. You go next. Okay. Well. Speaking of uh, Shin Megami Tensei and Devils, oh God. you have Devil May Cry. Uh, Devil Entries. Devil Entries. Devil Entries. Okay. Um, Devil uh, Entries is two words. Okay. What the fuck? Um... Okay, there's a there's a V in this. Um, this is this is such riveting uh, uh, talks for our listeners to just see or hear me think because I know it's so loud. <laughs> uh, okay, um, the gear is spinning. Yes, I know. I'm like zoning in on this. Oh my god. Um, uh, no video game has a V in it. This isn't fair. Um, can I get a clue? Uh, the clue is there's a V in it. What the. F <laughs> <laughs> Um, what, what system did it start on ps1 ps1 okay um, i feel like if you know me this is a relatively easy one. Oh god i don't even i don't know you um uh oh 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 uh resident evil it's resident yeah okay <laughs> once you said if you know me i'm like well devil is evil with a d in it so that worked <laughs> <laughs> yeah some of these i wasn't thinking about the original word when i picked them and it's like oops this is technically my last one uh make sure i spell it right Hopefully you don't have this one. More turd pies. More turd pies. More turd pies. Uh, this game. Super Metroid. Oh, you got it. What the? F yeah. <laughs> oh, I was going to say it's two. I just, mm. I feel like I know, I know you enough to know that you would do that one. I would. I, I, when I was like making these up, I was like, uh, okay, what are funny words that Patrick will laugh at? More <laughs> so, turd, more turd pie. Th yeah. That's how you really know me. Yeah, exactly. More turd pies. Please. Okay. Well, we, have, we, uh, we managed to I get, have, like, basically, like, three kind of funny, like, uh, poop jokes in here. I mean, you, I like, have yeah, yeah, two ahead. more for you I'm that ready. I'm going to go ahead and give anyway. Um, but, yeah, the more poop jokes, the better. I love it. Okay. I feel like this one's probably going to be really obvious, but um, I just want to do it anyway, and then I'll do my actual final one. Okay. So, Jason, your next clue is Cheetos Hedging Hose. <laughs> oh, my God. Cheetos I'm hedging hose this sounds immediately to me like sonic the hedgehog okay so <laughs> it's just a magnet that had cheetos cheetos hedging hose wow that sounds cheetos like a hedging. weird like a weird sex act i don't even know a little bit okay okay sonic was good i will give you your final one now hope it's poop related it is not it's actually <sighs> a little point? creepy if you will so jason your final clue is haunted orb orb okay this one's short Haunted orb uh okay 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 haunted orb 
Haunted orb is originally mm. one word. Ooh, okay, okay. One word. What what could this one word start with? Um, okay. I was like Undertale. No, it's not Undertale. Um, <laughs> Undertale. Well, because I was like the the UN. I got some. I got something. I was. Oh God! And I know this game, right? Like I've yes. played it. No. Oh. Fucking oh. it's it's Earthbound. <laughs> <laughs> Subliminal message. Wow. For you. Okay. Play that game, Jason. I'm gonna leave. Bye. <laughs> well, that was a lot of fun, and I feel like it's Patrick's running joke to get me to play Earthbound, even though I technically did start it. It's it's on the Switch. Uh, but thanks for sharing. Hopefully some of you listeners got some of those too, because I was I was kind of stumped for a lot of it. Uh, and we would love to know what, what you think too, what you think of the game, any other fun anagrams you have. Hit us up on our Discord too. Love to talk to you there. And don't forget that we have a Patreon as well. We'd love to see uh, see you over there, giving us a support, letting us know you love the show. Super duper wonderful. We appreciate everyone that's already there and we would love, um, love your feedback too on our content. Uh, we'll make sure we drop the links for those in the description for this episode. If you enjoyed listening to us today, be on the lookout for our next episode on weapons and rpgs coming up in two weeks also be sure to head over to our youtube and our twitch to you know check us out watch our stuff see us laugh make fun of jason e all of the above the the usual usual. gamers we appreciate you all for listening i hope you had a great time now go out there and get gaming